Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Mother's Day, Amen. Hallelujah. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers, all women indeed. Happy Mother's Day to you. The men around go to the women and wish them Happy Mother's Day, whether they are 12 or 18. Go to them. Yes, and I wish them Happy Mother's Day with love. The men are alone are making the movements. Women, stay where you are. I said the men alone. Thank you. Just say it. Don't greet. Just say it. No greeting. Just happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers in this house. You are amazing, amazing women. Wonderful women, great women. Oh, bless them, bless them, bless them. Wonderful. Thank you. Unstoppable women, gracious women, women of substance, women of glory. I said that men alone should make movement. Women don't move. Stay where you are. Today is your day. Uh Aha. Yeah. God bless all women. God bless our mothers. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. You are the glue that holds families together. Oh, yeah. Women are the glue. Mothers and women are the glue that holds families together. And this morning we... Glorify the name of the Lord for your lives. And um, since Jenna is here, I salute all women. (laughs) Hallelujah. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. When I say mothers, I'm talking about logical mothers, spiritual mothers, stepmothers, godmothers, mother figures. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to all womb men. The man with the womb. All womb men, whether you are 18 15 or 86. Amen. I'm saying happy Mother's Day to potential mothers, future mothers, hopeful mothers, aspiring mothers. Oh, are you with me, women? Hallelujah. Today is a great day throughout many nations as um, women are being celebrated, mothers are being celebrated. And I thank God for this day because women are worthy of celebration. Mothers are worthy of appreciation. 
And so it is right that at least one day in the year has been singled out to appreciate women. Um, the origin of Mother's Day, just a little brief. A woman called Anna Jarvis um, of Philadelphia, America. Her mom used to organize women's groups which used to help people, you know, and this woman helped the poor, helped people with health issues. And when she died, exactly a year after, on May the 12th, 1907, her daughter, Anna Jarvis, decided to organize a special service in memory, in remembrance, in appreciation of her mother and all that her mother had done while she was alive. And so she did it, and within five years, it was being done in most of the states in America. Amen. Oh, you didn't clap your hands. One woman took the initiative. And this morning, I challenge you to also take an initiative in something that will end up being a generational thing, a generational blessing to humankind. Amen. So the Mother's Day celebration is a day of honor, a day where we honor mothers of families or individuals who stand as mother figures in our lives or people that we have maternal bonds with and um, also to appreciate them for their influence on society because truly mothers, and I say mothers, I say mothers, all women included, um, have a great influence on society. It is celebrated in different days in some countries, some in March, some in May. And I think it is right. How many believe it's right? Oh, I don't know what the women are doing in this house this morning. Maybe I should go to Atimpoku or maybe Pong to preach this morning. I think I should drive away and go and preach somewhere. Hey, uh-huh. let, let us do it. It's for you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You see, mothers are unique people, very unique people. Women are, the, as I said, womb men. Once with the womb, they conceive, they carry for nine months. And really, if you see a woman in her last days of pregnancy, some can't even breathe. Their beautiful faces have been contorted into something else. I mean, uh, serious. And when you go to the labor ward, it's serious, drastic. I remember when I was having, uh, I was in the labor with um, Elizabeth, my mom. I mean, I was in so much pain. I lifted the hospital gown up my head. Men, forgive me. Very graphic. Too much information. And my aunt, Auntie Edith, may God bless her, said, Nana, Jai, na, remember what? Omoche, Miss Omoche, Omoche. Omoche, Pa, Omoche, Auntie Edith, Omoche, Omoche. I was in so much pain, I, I couldn't care less. And I think from that day, I lost the sense of shame. <laughs> you know, women go through so much. A mother is responsible for the care of children, raising them, nurturing them, and not only children, but the men in our lives, your husband, your father, your brother, your son. Women are mothers not only to their children, you are the mother to your husband, your father, your sons, your brothers. And, you know, we are responsible for the physical as well as the emotional growth of children. A mother is often the child's first teacher, teaching their children knowledge, you know, different skills, you know, raising them with different abilities to become whole individuals. You know, your child is putting something, picks up maybe a worm, putting it as a no, you hit their hand. Then they know that they can't eat grass or worms. Otherwise, if you leave them, they'll grow up eating grass. But this is the work of mothers. Mothers protect, mothers discipline, and train their children. Mothers are often a child's best friend. First friend, though, mother, God, you got the face they see as they are breastfeeding. And talking about breastfeeding, some of them are so bad, they'll bite you. And you'll say, okay, and they laugh, ha, 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 mm, again. Because they think that it's a game. Women go through all this. So whether biological today or otherwise, because we have different types of mothers. 
We have adopted mothers, women who have adopted children. We have mothers who have also been adopted by children. We have all kinds of mothers, spiritual mothers, godmothers, mother figures. There are so many mothers, different types of mothers. But all together, we are all caregivers. We give care. We give love. We nurture. We are there. We are there for you in, at all times. Good times and bad times. We are there to love, to comfort, to direct, to counsel, and to help. Women, this word is being lost on you. Let me find somewhere to go. Hallelujah. We are there to help. And there's so much demand on women from pregnancy, from conception till the day you close your eyes. My mother always say, my mother, my mother, my mother, my dear mother is here. Hey! Moon, sorry, why? Stretch your hand towards my mother and clap for her. Aha! Yeah. A wonderful mother, a good mother. My counselor, my friend, chief advisor, strong disciplinarian. I'm still being disciplined at 55. My confidant, a blessed one in my life. Mama, I love you. God bless you. She always says that a mother's work is never done until the day you close your eyes in death. So she said, man, man, me, so the day she dies, they will not hear her counsel, her discipline. And I'm telling you, she disciplines us. We are over 50, but you better you know, check yourself. But a mother's work, I'm saying, is never done. Because after you've taken it through your children, then the grandchildren also come. They also become another headache for you. You love them, but your work goes on and on. A mother's duties never stops until the day she closes her eyes in death. Oh, man, you clap for us. Today is our day. Any woman that tell them, allow. Tell them, allow. <laughs> Amen. Because we are speaking truth. We are speaking truth. Mothers are a fundamental part of society and also nation building. And there's a man called William Wallace, I think William Ross Wallace, who wrote a poem. And the poem, I said they should put it on the put a poem on the board. The poem by William Ross Wallace says that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You see it? It's a blessing on the hand of woman. Can you big big it up a bit? Angels guard her strength and Angels guard her strength and grace. Can you read? In the courage, in the, in the cottage, palace, and hovel. That means wherever. It doesn't matter in the palace or in the cottage or in, in the hovel or even in the cave. She said, and oh, no matter where the place. Okay, you read it. I can't see well. Uh-huh. Yes. Next one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next one. Yeah. Young 
beautiful. William Ross Wallace. When you go home, look for it and then read it. How many of you like poems? Yes, so read it. So mothers, as I'm saying, are a defining factor in the future of children and therefore the future of society. The children we raise today become the leaders of tomorrow. And so a mother's influence, you know, from the word, for from the womb, all the way to the time the child leaves home and even beyond, really has a great impact on that child. And we are formed by, by their counsel and their wisdom and their influence. If I'm when a child is in the womb, all that the child hears is the heartbeat of his mother or her mother. Boom, boom. So that when a baby comes out, automatically is drawn to the mother. Because that's the, 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 the heartbeat he hears. So they want to be cuddled, to hear the heartbeat. It's a voice they hear all the time. So that bond is created right from the womb. As soon as it's born, it knows his mother. And praise be to God for fathers who join in. Because if you're a father and a child is born unto you, it is good that you should be part of the, the bonding. You should carry that child. You should help diaper that child, feed that child, so that the bond that the child has with his mother, you also get the same bond. But many men will say, oh, no. It is a lesson to us. So that the child will also know your face and know your voice and also have that bond, the same bond that he has with the mother with you. This, this is a lesson to fathers. So as soon as a child is born, he knows his mother. As she feeds him, you know, comforts him when he's crying and, and, and all that. So we pray that Fathers will also do the same. It's a bonding process. And that, that is a molding process also. And the molding of a child's conduct, behavior, and character starts right from birth. They are never so small that they don't know what they are doing. A three-week-old baby has his character being formed already. A six-week-old child can decide that I will not lie in my courts. Carry me. Carrying me, they want to be carried. Why? Because you spend the first week carrying it all the time. They have already started forming their character. Mothers are teachers, mothers are guides, mothers are mentors. And by the time a child is six years old, it's got almost, you know, maybe 70% of his character fixed. Six years old, they've got their character fixed. Not all knowledge, but character. So mothers, when you leave your children at two and they are lying on the ground, I want, I want pokey, I want pokey, and they are lying down. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And say, kojo, upesadu, kojo, jai. Kojo, jipoki, ne. You've taught that child that it can cry and make demands for things and they can get his way by crying. But if you look at him cry and say, cry, when you finish crying, I'll give you the pokey. It's all wickedness. He'll come to know that you cannot get everything you want in life. But when you leave that child like, you know, and give him the pokey, <laughs> by the time that child goes, he or she thinks she can get everything they want in life by demanding. And they become very selfish people, you know, self-demanding. So don't, don't think that your child is too young to discipline. When I got discipline, I'm not like a beaten. I remember a long time ago, I said, I preached a Mother's Day message. I said, Mothers should um, you know, instruct their children, spell the rod and swallow the child. Sister Iris here took it literally. Literally. On poor Kwesi. I was there, Sister Erica came. Sir Apostle. Sister Erica, wave. God bless you. Erica. <laughs> That's her sister. Sir Apostle, as something came, you know, Iris suffered it literally. Personal. Sure, she could do. <laughs> What's our apostles say? Why, yeah, you're Mothers, I still say, spare the rod and spoil the child, but that's if we should beat them too much. It's our boots. Amen. But I'm saying by six years old, the child's character is, is almost formed. And we see that many great men and women give testimony, you know, of their greatness or their claim to fame being their mothers. You, you, if you talk to many people, men and women, they say, oh, my mother. So today, 
many men are who have lost their mothers are crying. It doesn't matter how long ago she died. How old many men are crying. Women day I cry. Mother's Day is a day of mixed emotions. Some are very happy. Some, you know, have bitter sweet memories. Some are actually mourning again because of that love and the bond of a mother. But I'm saying that our influence on our children is so great that when they grow up, whatever they become, good or bad, there's a link to your mother. Napoleon Bonaparte, he said that his mother was a disciplinarian and sometimes she would let them go without food. Even, not as if there was no food in the house, but they would go to bed without food. And it taught him lessons, it toughened him, it hardened him. He became one of the greatest generals who influenced, you know, European society. Strong soldier. Okay, we have people like Ted Bundy, a serial killer, and many like him who also say that they had miserable childhoods. We, 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 we see it in, in modern society. And in the Bible also, we see some, we'll get there. Amen. So our, our influence on our children is so strong. Our counsel is so strong. I don't think I told the message of my message, did I? I didn't. The message of my message this morning is make, make the right decisions. Make the right decisions. It goes to mothers. You know, normally on Mother's Day, we preach to children. But this one, God said, no, talk to the mothers. Talk to them. Encourage the mothers. Strengthen their hearts. Strengthen their hands. Amen. So as I'm saying, these of these people, you know, talk about what has made them how they are by reason of their childhood experiences, the influence and the counsel of mothers. Let's go to Proverbs 31. The Lord. Proverbs 31 is um, given to King Solomon as a writer. And he says that the word of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. She said, What my son, and what son of my womb, and what the son of my vows? Give not your strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, for, nor for princes to drink strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any afflicted. Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish, and wine to those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. <laughs> That's a sarcastic statement. Open the mouth for the dumb in the course of all such of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Then he says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is above rubies. So the Proverbs that one woman, you know, the ode to the Proverbs that one woman begins like this. That is King Lemuel talking about the words, the advice, the counsel, he says the prophecy that his mother spoke to him. The instruction of his mother. He said, this is the instruction of my mother to me. Now Solomon is said to be the wisest king that ever lived. God gave him the gift of wisdom. But definitely from his words, we realize that his mother gave him instruction. How to rule as a king. Because kings have mothers. And in, fact, in many places, the mother of the king is very powerful. When somebody wants something, they go to the king's mother or his wife. Depends on who is more powerful. But his mother gave him counsel. He was teach, she was teaching the king to make right choices, to, to have a moral uprightness, to you know, be sober, taught him sobriety, not to drink, be drunk, and be judging, sit in judgment when people bring their cases. So because you say you judge wrong. So kings should not be given to strong drink. Be clear-minded so when they bring cases, you can judge right. She was teaching him to help the poor and the needy and to speak justice on behalf of the poor in society. So this was the king's mother's counsel to him, which he also you know, wrote about. This is my mother's counsel to me. These are the words of my mother. These are the prophecies of my mother. 
words coming from the heart of God through my mother to me. Then he says, ah, who can find a virtuous woman? So that virtuous woman there was an ode to his mother that this is how she is because she, she gave him correct counsel. And it's so important, women, that we must give correct, right counsel to our children, to those who look up to us because society will eventually be influenced by the people we raise, the children we have, and how we raise them. If you find a man who is married to a woman treating her wrong, it's because he never saw his father do the right thing with, by his mother. If you find a woman also very terrible, you realize that maybe her mother was like that. Because this is all they know. This is all they've seen. And so we are examples, the primary examples to our children. And we are molding society. I tell you, we are molding society. Today, how the young women and men are, we have made them like that. Mothers. Oh, yeah. Because I remember when we were kids, I mean, I love to dress. I've loved to dress since I came out of the womb. Because my mother started dressing me. By the time I came to myself, oh, I love to dress. And I wanted to dress, you know, like a grown-up. I remember one day we went to London and she had some shoe. It was a platform. Those are not guarantee about. Platform. Those of you don't know guarantee. You don't know. Thick. Block heel. And it was a strappy thing. You strap your legs. I loved it. And I looked at her shoes as I loved these shoes. Then lo and behold, we entered into a shop and they had the children's um, version there. I said, Mama, I want that shoe. She said, no. I said, why? She said, because the style is too grown up. I said, but they have made it for children. It's in the children's shoe section. Why can't I wear it? She said, no. Hey, I thank God for his grace. So my children, I didn't get the children I deserve. <laughs> I cried. I, 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 I sucked. And those days, you know, I was very strong. So when we go shopping, I'll carry all the shopping bags. I'll be carry a follow her that day. I put the shopping bags on the front. And I started walking. <laughs> Carry your own shopping bags. Hey, and I dared do that because we were on the streets of London. But I knew that once we get to the hotel, ha, I will get it. But I also knew that by the time we get to the hotel, my father will be back from his meeting, so I'll be saved. Because <laughs> my daddy always pampered me. Still does. So, I started walking. And she was calling me, Nana. Nana. I didn't mind it. She wouldn't allow you to wear certain things, even if other children are wearing it. I want a so Oh, yeah. I love makeup. I'll was, I, I, I was look at her making up. I'll be like that. And as soon as she turns around, I'll take her lipstick. She'll hit me. Bah, knock. No, you're not of age. Ah, 18 years. My friends are doing makeup. My mother said, we need it. When? And she used to put me in frocks. You know frocks? Yeah, when people were wearing nice dresses, I always wore a frock with you know, the bell princess type of thing. And she put socks and Clark's shoes. Ah! Almost a teenager. She wanted me to wear socks. In fact, I rebelled. And then every Christmas she would buy us this Christmas hats. <laughs> Those Christmas hats. She would buy plates. Oh, mama, sorry. But I'm talking about the good side. You understand? Those Christmas hats, they were cold. Different colors, stacked. And she would bring it. J, one J, one J. And she would buy the plastic Christmas watch. <laughs> and the plastic Christmas glasses. And we used to wear them. I think uh, we are about I think we went nine or ten. Then we said, ah, uh -uh. yeah, she be. One day she bought it. We looked at it. We did. Hey, one show, one show now. One show, one show. Then go and the party. We don't want to wear. We're too old for it. But that was a kind of training. That was a kind of training. Why should I now allow my ma at twelve to dress like a grown-up? But that's exactly what we are doing now. That is what mothers are doing now. We've left our children. You can see a 15-year-old dress 
and she's got her girls in the air and walking with her mother. She's not seen. No wonder we have a very promiscuous society today. Immorality is high because children just don't know. They don't know. We are to teach them what is appropriate for Akatensia. The Akatawe say. No, why, why? Yeah. What's Akatensia? Fanti, that's a young woman. Akatawe say. But he says, no. The more naked you are, the more lauded people allowed you. Oh, you look so beautiful. You look, I don't use the word. But what do you have at 17, 18 wanting to look as? For who and for what? Let me be plain and straight. Are the children here? Ah, okay, no, no, yeah. But what I'm saying is that King Lemuel's mother was teaching him to make right choices. She was giving him strong counsel. And he begins to talk about her and about a certain type of woman. The virtuous woman. Number one, he says that her price is worth more than ruby. She's trustworthy. She enriches the life of her husband, doing him good all the days of her life. She's hardworking. She provides food for her household and plans and maintains her household well. She's a profitable woman who helps the poor and needy. Her family is secure in her hands. She's well-dressed, comports herself well. She brings promotion to her husband's head. Doesn't bring him down. She's and do that. It's not every woman that you marry that, can, that will take you up. Yeah. So, woman, when you marry them, no, you start going down. Enterprising, dignified, and strong, filled with wisdom, speaks wisely and kindly, not rudely, not lazy. And he says that her children and her husband praise her because of her doings, her character, which comes out of her decisions which bring about her choices. We can say we want to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. But until we make the right decisions, right informed decisions, we we'll always make wrong choices. And when we make wrong choices, it affects our children, it affects our husbands, it affects our, our family. Women are either building up or tearing down. Bible says a wise woman builds up her house with her hands. A foolish woman tears it down. It depends on the choice we make. It depends on the decisions we make. He says of the Proverbs 31 woman, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her and says there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. I pray that that will be your testimony. Oh, women in this, I pray that will be your testimony. The charm is deceitful and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. By wisdom, a house is what? Built. Hallelujah. May we, you know, thirst for wisdom and attain unto great wisdom in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. As mothers, as women, let's seek wisdom. So that we may bring up our children in wisdom. Raise our families in wisdom. This woman that King Lemo is talking about says that let her reward be given to her. And let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Her deeds will publicly declare her praise. So, oh, as for that woman, hey, don't go there. She loves to quarrel. Your deeds are showing forth. Your, can I call it praise? Can I call it praise? No. But when they said that woman, oh, a good woman, a wonderful woman, your deeds are showing forth your praise. And as I speak this word, it's not too late to change. Pardon my good language this morning, but it's only the fool, a fool who cannot change. At any point in time in our lives, we can change. And the reason why I spend time talking about the things that mothers do is that the Holy Spirit was telling me that let the women know their, their, their importance and their influence. Because sometimes we don't see how strong our influence is. And so we do things as we want. 
But if we understand that our influence upon our families, our children especially, is so great that it will carry them the rest of their lives. It will either make them or unmake them. We will be mindful to make right choices. To, to, to make right choices and take good decisions. Knowing that whatever we say, whatever we do, every action does not only affect us, but it affects our children, it affects our generations, it affects society, it affects our nation. Hello? You know, I remember when we were in Legon, the worst thing a boyfriend could give a girlfriend, and the best, would be bus stop meat pie. Meat pie and ice cream from bus stop. I remember the Upia, bus stop and meat pie, meat pie bus stop, bus stop meat pie and bus stop meat pie. Okay. Those were older. So do pay. Okay, Now, young girls are taking home cars and keys to flats. And mothers are not asking them, where did you get that car from? Because if you hmm, brought in houses, if you brought anything, your mother said, where did you get it from? Maybe you did there. Or what did you do for him to give you that? Today they are not questioning. Today they are saying, now first for a car, what they can say, but the car they will say do never. As your 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 peers are going and bringing cars, you are coming with your bare hands. I say the challenges of society, almost maybe seventy percent, is upon us. Because if there's anybody children will probably listen to, it's a mother. Because we have great influence. Hello? Amen. So looking at the summation of the life and the influence and the success of this Proverbs 31 woman that I'm talking about, it's about the decisions she made and the choices she made and how it affected her children and affected her husband affected her household, even her maid servants and man servants, affected her society. So her husband sits at the gate with the elders because by wisdom and by help, she's helped her husband to rise. Because a woman helped their husbands to fall. Others helped them to rise. Now he sits at the gates because of her influence. Hello? Oh, you are quiet now. When I was saying that you are teachers, you are that you were saying amen. Amen. But I'm coming to something. Amen. So you see, looking at the, the, the position that God has placed us as mothers and as women, we, we must make right, well-informed decisions and take the right actions. Some of it may hurt. Like sometimes you, you want to discipline your child. Your child is crying and crying, and you think that, oh, this is so painful. I don't want to hurt the child. Okay, this is now. If you don't discipline that child, one day the police will discipline that child. Yeah. Somebody told me a story about, uh, um, yeah, my time. Somebody told me a story about a mother whose child called the police. You know how they're doing? Yeah. On, on, on her for beating him or something. And when the policeman opened the, knocked and they opened the door, the mother said, take him away. Take him away. You can have him. The police were surprised. And the child said, mommy, say yes, take him away. And she said, you know, if I don't discipline him to, today, tomorrow you'll be shooting him on the street. Tomorrow you'll be coming to my house with handcuffs. The police left the scene and left the boy with the mother. Because they're also parents. And they know that the law is foolish. It's foolishness. And we as Ghanaians, we have a culture. Good culture of raising children. But now, because of Shiatra, any for some and we here. So we know modern children and modern. What is modern and ancient about a child? Ancient and modern. Hymn book. Listen, children of yesterday, children born in 1907, and children born today, they are all the same. They are an empty 
or, or, or an empty sponge. So it has been given to you. Fill it. Whether the child was born in 1907 or now, God has given you a gift. And he says that this gift I've given is a precious gift. Do the best for this gift. What you do will determine what that child will be full of. Some children grow up and they are full of. Others grow up and they are full of. What are we filling our children with? Right decisions is what I'm talking about. Let's make right decisions. Not modern decisions. Not what is happening in the now. Oh, you know, children of these days, and children, not in my yard. Not in my yard. No, 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 no. It's because you have allowed it. When the child is three, and, and the, your sister and the child says, hey, me just, that you think it's so nice. Yes, I was seeing something. A child was having an argument with um, his teacher and, and saying that, and listen to me, I would like to walk out of this school and leave you and the children, three-year-old. And she was on a show. They put on a show, and people were laughing. They thought it was funny. I said, that's not funny. This child is going to grow up and be rebellious. That's rebellion right there. Cut it before it grows. And your child may think that you are wicked and that you, you are something. And my friend's mothers allow them this. Say, I'm not your friend's mother. Because when that child grows up and things go well with them, they'll come back and bless you. When the child grows up and things go wrong with them, they'll come and curse you. They'll come and curse you. Oh, yes, I remember. I wanted to ask my mother, are you sure I'm your child? She said, no, you are not. I took you from the gutter. And why was I asking her that? The reason was that she made me work so hard, cooking, cleaning. From when I come from school, whilst people are going for Aquinas class and things, I wasn't allowed. I was in a commune, and I was cooking, cooking for her, my dad, my brothers. Those my father had a farm. The farm workers. Hey, one day, different meals. Listen. Me and Mijah, Muchia, Muchia, my new Muchia, sir. If you give me uh, uh, this and the, the, the um, um, daddy saying like this, I can make big daddy saying of Banku, Abenkwai, Beans Froy, Gontomri. Everything. Because she made me do it. And she would say that, eh, at this your age, I'm not going to cook for you. Do you know how old I was? 13. She put me on a, 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 what do you call it, a stool to cook when I was nine years old because I was short. I couldn't reach the stove, but she put a stool in front of the stove. Jinadu, nani nidi bano. Fanyu gume, she's sitting there. For, uh, for tomatoes. Are you not for tomatoes? Hey, what a wicked mother. <laughs> so I thought. And then she'll say, you also didn't get good grades. She'll beat you. Say, so you have to learn. You have to cook. You have to clean. She'll come. Hey. So one day I said, Mama, eh, sure there. Before we got him, I cried. I knew she was lying. I cried. But when I got married, and I got married very early at the age of 20, I was able to juggle being a wife, a mother. I went to uni, being a university. Three things at one. And I'm still juggling everything in my life. Today I'm still juggling. Be a wife, a mother, a pastor. I'm so juggling. This strength of emotions, do you think I just got it? It was put in me because certain hands molded me. My mother, my father, they molded me like that. You understand? My father would say, Ejuma and Senya, there's nothing like I'm tired. What's them, Ejuma, or they be one hour? Conquer it in one hour. Soldier attempt. You must be conquered. Clean from here to conquer it. You say clean. You say conquer. Because <laughs> such a man. And we conquered it. And you can't say you are tired. He said, if there's work to be done, there's nothing like I'm tired. And I still feel the same. If there's work to be done, I can't say I'm tired. I'm not tired until work is done. And these poor pastors, they are suffering. Suffering. Are you not suffering? 
they are laughing out of politeness. <laughs> but it keeps your life. Children in this house, listen. Your mother and father love you. There's nothing they are doing for you that is wrong. No discipline is wrong. Don't say your mother is too much. And that's for you, mommy. You don't allow us to do this. You don't allow us to wear that. IJ. <laughs> Not in the yard. I'll punch that your mouth. Police didn't mention me. You understand? Right decisions. I need to hurry up. Right decisions. You see, and I want to come to a place now. You must make right decisions for yourself. As a woman. King Lemuel, she said the proverbs, the, the virtuous was her price is worth more than rubies. So every woman in this house, I want you to know your self-worth. You are worth a lot. You are priceless. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter your profession. It doesn't matter what you have. You are priceless. Know your worth as a woman. You must know. Amen. He said, who, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is worth more than rubies. You are very important. And very important in, in, in the equation and the summation of things. In your family, in the world. Amen. Know it for yourself. Don't wait for somebody to tell you. Because if you are waiting for somebody to tell you that you are precious, you are worthy. Oh, sister, you will wait a long time. Know it for yourself. I'm speaking to everyone in this house. Because many women are depressed. Because they lack self-worth. He said that virtuous of her price is worth more than rubies. Amen. You see, you, from the beginning, God lets us know that we are priceless. He said that it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a sufficient helper for him. Right there is your key. You are a sufficient helper. You, you are worthy. God didn't bring you as a mistake. God said you are a solution. You are the helper. So right from the beginning, God has told us, and every woman must know this, okay? You are created a helper. And because you are a helper, you must understand that you are not weak. And you are not helpless. Oh, as for me, you know I'm a woman. And so, that is the more reason why you should be stronger. Because if your Tico, um, um, your, let's say, Mercedes-Benz breaks down on the motorway, nobody is bringing a Tico to tow that Mercedes-Benz. They are going to bring some powerful car. So God didn't bring you as a Tico. Tell somebody I'm not a Tico. Excuse to all Tico owners. <laughs> Without you, it's not complete. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Know your worth so that you can make right decisions for yourself. But if you don't value yourself, you don't know your worth, you make wrong decisions for yourself. But when you know your worth, you make right decisions for yourself. Today is Mother's Day. Make right decisions for yourself that will keep you, preserve you, and keep the ability that God has given to you. Don't lose yourself in life's happenings. Because so many things happen in life. Today you start a business, the next day went down, you are broke. Don't lose yourself in that. Don't, don't, don't lose yourself. Bible says in Acts chapter 20, verse 20, it says, take heed unto yourself first, and then unto all the flock. You are a mother, you are a woman. The way to take it to yourself first. When you get into a plane, they say, put on your mask in case of there's a whatever, airdrop, whatever. Put on your mask first, then you help the other person, whether your child or somebody. If your mask is not on and you're not getting the oxygen, how can you go and save somebody? Take it to yourself. I said, take it to yourself. Watch yourself. Guard yourself. Take good care of yourself. And when I say yourself, I'm talking about your spirit, your soul, and your body. Amen. Bible says that the spirit of a man will sustain him in time of infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. So stop going around letting everything enter into your spirit. And you are wounded. And I'm, I'm so wounded. And Listen. Keep your spirit man strong. Say the wounded spirit, nobody can bear. Because your spirit is the, the you. And that's where strength comes from. 
Okay? And how you do this is to strengthen your spirit in God, in prayer, in the word of God, in intimacy with God. So that you have your, your spirit man strengthened by God. Now take heed to your spirit. Take heed to your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Go to Ankafu, go to Akasa, Akasa, Akari. many women there. Why? Because something happened and they let their mind go. I'm telling one woman here to keep your mind. I say keep your mind. Are we listening to me? You are very quiet. Is it because my time has passed? Take heed to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Isaiah 26, 3 to 4 says, that will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. Keep your mind stayed upon God. Keep your sanity. Exercise self-control. Keep your mind. Bible as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You are a woman, you are a mother. You have children, dependents. Will you let your mind go? And then what happens to your children? Will you die? And then what happens to your children? Keep your mind. Keep your body. Take good care of your health. Take care of yourself. Your looks. Because women, when you look terrible, you get depressed. Whatever you have to do to feel good about yourself, do it. Do it. And these are practical things. But the spirit and the word of God backs it. Keep your confidence in the Lord strong. So you live as a confident mother, a confident woman. Bible says do not cast away your confidence because it has a great recompense of reward. Be confident in what and who God has made you. Whether you are selling on the marketplace, you are selling ice water, be confident in whatever you are doing. You see, because you need to get it together for yourself. You need to get your life together for yourself before you can help your children. Yeah. If you can't get it together for yourself, you can't help them. Because a man cannot give that which he doesn't have. You can't give that which you don't have. Mothers, I've come to encourage you this morning and to speak into your lives because too much is going on in the world today. And we see that it's all coming from our attitudes, our hearts, our minds, our decisions, good or bad. But I know that as women of God, and everyone of you here is a woman of God, you have God in you. And because you have God in you, you are an overcomer. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. God has called us to raise a godly seed. That's what he says in the book of Malachi. He said, raise godly seed. And so we must be godly. How can you raise godly seed when you are not godly? It's not possible. Take right decisions for your children. Help them to take right decisions also for themselves. When the angel appeared to Manoah's wife, Manoah was not in, she was in the field. And the angel appeared to say, you're going to have a son called Samson. He shall be a Nazarite from birth. He should not drink strong drink, not go near the dead. He should not put a razor on his head. And you yourself, during your pregnancy, don't booze. Don't do this, don't do that. So when the husband came, said, ah, we are going to have a child because they were childless. And an angel has appeared to me saying this. The Manoah said, no, let's call the angel back to give us the instruction as to how to raise this child. We need instruction as to how to raise the children that God has given. No two are the same. No two are, you can't use the same method for this one, for that one. Because children are different in their sensitivities. Children are different in their, 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 their you know, thoughts. They are different. So we must seek godly wisdom as how to raise each child. Don't lump them together. They ask for God's instruction. Children are a gift from God. And he, the giver of the gift, will give us the right instructions to raise them right. Are we together? I'm rushing to finish this thing. There are many mothers in the Bible. Some took right decisions and it was well with them and their children and their families and generations. Some took wrong decisions and the problems are with us till date. Hello? Lot's wife is one prime example of a bad decision. They were being rescued out of Sodom and Gomorrah 
God said, do not look back. As we're going, because she remembered maybe her jewelry that she had left when the fire was, I don't know what she remembered. She turned back to look at the burning place where she had been rescued from. And Bible said immediately she was turned into a pillar of salt. But it didn't end there. What happens is that her daughter, her two daughters, run on with their father, Lot, and they go and hide in a cave. They live there. The firstborn gets up one day and tells her younger sister, there are no men here. And if we don't have children, that'll be the end of our generations. Let us sleep with our father so that we can get children. She went in, slept with her father, conceived. The younger two went in, did the same thing, conceived, and they bore children. I think the firstborn's descendants became the Moabites. If you read the Bible, it talks about the Moabites who the Israel despised because they were a mixed race. That was their heritage. The second one's children became the Ammonites or Amorites who fought, the Israelites fought throughout in Joshua's time. So you see what they left? Because one woman disobeyed God. Women, let's not disobey God. Because when you disobey God, your decision can cost you, cost your children, and cost generations. Another one is Rebecca. Some people have an argument that, oh, but that was the will of God. But still, she did wrong. You hear your husband's conversation to Esau, his firstborn. Go, Esau, make food for me. Let me eat and my soul may bless you. Then she calls the second one, Jacob. He says, Jacob, listen, I just heard your father say to your brother to go and bring him potom potom nam potom potom soup. And let me let him bless him. Go quickly. Bring meat from, from the sheepfold. I will make his best pepper soup. You go and take your brother's blessing. They did it. They were able to pull it off. And the worst thing about Rebecca, she said, my, my, your wrong be upon me. Any curse be upon me. But when the time came for somebody to have to run, it wasn't Rebecca who ran. It was Jacob who ran. Your decisions can affect your children. We also have women who also did right, right thing. Somebody like Hagar, single mother. If you are a single mother here in this house this morning, God bless you. God bless all single mothers. Oh, yeah. They are doing the job of father and mother together. These women are hero, heroines. Do it alone. God bless you. God strengthen every single mother here. May he make your work easier. You know, she, she was made a single mother by default suffered at the hand of the same people who took her in to help them. But God, God saw her and God helped her. And she was obedient to God. The first time she was kicked out of the house, she ran away. God saw her. I said, what are you doing here? Go back. Subject yourself to your mistress. Go under that punishment again. And she obeyed and went. I would have taken another road to go back there to the suffering. But she obeyed God. Two times she suffered. At the hands of her mistress, two times she obeyed God. Abraham, the man involved, actually cast her out of the house with a bottle of water and some small bread. But you see, in it all, God helped her. I'm talking to a single mother here. God will help you. God will provide for you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm talking to you mothers. You see, it is our choices that will affect our children. <clears throat> our choices will affect generations, will affect our families, will affect our husbands, our, uh, the entire family. So let us make right choices. This year's Mother's Day, for me, it's not about children obey your parents, it's about mothers. Let's take good care of ourselves. Let's keep ourselves, keep our mind, keep our spirit, keep our bodies. Live, don't die. Mothers, I say live, don't die. Amen. And, and, and take right decisions so it may be well with your family, your husbands, your children, your brothers, your father, everybody around us. I always say women, we stand in a very strategic position. Midpoint, father up, husband, brother, sons. You affect all the four. And so if, especially during election times, I speak this all the time, election times, the guys are going out, hey, 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 hey
na wukwe ito obitwa ebeka wu tinefie no tinefie if a hundred mothers said that a hundred less men on the street we control we influence and let that influence be right and let that control be right know that you are precious know who God has made you and walk in that strength and power and grace of God upon your lives in closing I want to tell you that you are loved by God in Jesus name Amen you want to rise up you want to lift up your hands our men will help us and men let's treasure our women let's help them let's support them God brought the woman in your life whether your mother your sister your wife or daughter these women are there to help you God said I'll make you a sufficient helper let's support them let's love this a husband love your wife and don't be bitter against them. Husband, love your wives and cherish and nourish them. Say, wife, submit to your husband. But the truth is that you can never submit to a man who doesn't love you. And you cannot also love a woman who doesn't submit to you. It is there. So let's all make right decisions that it may be well with us and our generations. Lift up your voice this morning. Pray for yourself. Women, pray for yourself. Men, pray for the women in your life. Pray that the best comes with them. Pray that their lives are strengthened. Their spirits are strengthened. Their minds, their souls are strengthened. Their bodies are strengthened. Because if they go down, you are going down with them. Your children are going down with them. If your wife goes down, you are all going down. So pray for your wives. Pray for your sisters. Pray for your mothers. Pray for your daughters. I want the men to pray like that. The women, pray God help me. God strengthen me in my spirit, in my soul, in my body. Let me value myself. Let me make right decisions. Strengthen my spirit. Strengthen my soul. Strengthen my mind. Strengthen my body. Give me wisdom to raise a godly seed. Help me to teach my children right. To direct them right. Everybody pray. Very important time. We are building up families. We are building up communities. We are building up the nation. We will do it right. Today is a decision point. Change our hearts and our minds. Teach your children to love, not to hate. Teach your children to speak right, not rudely, obnoxiously. Teach your children the way of the Lord. So train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now I need you to pray for your children, men and women. Let's pray for our children. Pray for your children. And men and women, be united in how you are raising your children. Pray for your children. Whether they are 40, 50, pray for your children. And you can add your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews. Pray in the mighty name of Jesus. So the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. May our, inf our influence be right. May our direction be right. May this world not be ruled by women. So that's what it means. It just means that the influence of women detect what happens in the world. Pray the Lord, let me have a pure heart, a right attitude to raise my children. And your children are not those you have, you know, birthed biologically alone. Your spiritual children, have stepchildren, God, children, people who look up to you as a mother. Make time for them. Instruct them right. Don't be afraid of your children. Don't be afraid. Hey, where you cannot say more, cannot say more. But at least before God, you know that you spoke right, you directed them right. Let's also not bring our children to the place of wrath. So we shouldn't exasperate our children. Sometimes we also become very exasperating. Pray this morning, the Lord. 
let me not exasperate my children, but let me walk in love with my children in the spirit of understanding and unity and in love. It's a relationship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for your word that you gave me to release to your handmaidens and not just to them, but also to our men. I pray this morning that Lord may this word fall on fertile ground and may every heart and mind that receives this word come to the place of value self-value and also valuing womankind I pray this morning that Lord by your word strengthen us as women release more grace upon us oh God to do that which you have called us to do to be all that Lord you have called us to be God spiritually emotionally physically academically in our careers in our work Lord help us and strengthen us I pray this morning women and men that may the blessing of God be upon our mothers the blessing of God be upon all women I pray that may the women under the sound of my voice fulfill your destinies may you move forward May the joy of the Lord be your strength. May you not be hindered in life in the mighty name of Jesus. But may the grace of God be your portion. I pray joy unspeakable and full of glory upon your life. This one, I pray that wherever there has been weeping, may the days of mourning end this morning as you receive the word of your value and the love of God for you. I pray that where there's been depression, may depression break off your mind in the mighty name of Jesus. And may joy unspeakable and full of glory fill you. Ah, if you have lacked self-confidence in yourself this morning, I pray, may that spirit of lack of confidence break off and receive confidence in yourself. Receive boldness. Receive courage for life. Declare that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Christ and his anointing who strengthens you. And this morning, finally, I pray God's blessing upon families, men and women, marriages, parents and children, siblings, in-laws. I pray that may the blessing of God's peace be upon us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.